What if the speed of light was 30 miles an hour? What if Earth had two suns? Which cereal mascot would win in a what fight? What if everyone lived underground? What if, it rained what if money grew what on if trees? What if pigs could fly? I don't know if that would actually happen. It's much easier to store a unicycle than to store a horse. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Absurd Hypotheticals, the show we overthink dumb questions so you don't have to. I'm your host, Marcus Lehner, and I'm joined here today by Chris Yee and Ben Storms. Say hi, guys. Hey, I'm Chris. Hey, I'm Ben. First off, apologies if I sound a little bit weird. I have the use of approximately zero of my nasal cavities at the moment. I'm a bit congested. According to my home test, not COVID, so I'm doing all right, just regular seasonal things. But yeah, I might sound a little nasally and whatnot. I'm going to do my best to not sound like that and uh, not make any gross noises <laughs> during, the, during the duration of this podcast. I'm going to do my absolute best. But besides that, we are doing a lightning round today. We're back from our break. Oh, and that too. Yeah, this is the first one after the break. So hello, everybody again. Hello. Hello. It's been a month. Yeah, what a month it was or is about to be. We're recording this a bit in advance, so I don't even know what it is. <laughs> You're sick on our break. <laughs> I don't know. I'm wasting it. Or it's convenient. One of the two. Convenient for you, the listener. Inconvenient for me, the person who's sick. Anywho. We're doing a lightning round. We've done a bunch of these. We do one every 10 episodes. But for those of you who are, it's your first time listening to the show or just need a refresher, generally we go and have like one one question or up to like, you know, each one question each and we do a bunch of research and then we come up with some prepared answers here. This is lightning round. We're doing a lot of questions. We're doing them just off the cuff. No research. We're just going to read them and go for it. Generally stupider questions. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is <laughs> this is like our question graveyard. We're like, oh, that's a fun question. But man, that's not going to be a whole episode. <laughs> but that's, that's what we're going to do today. And I don't see any reason not to just dive right in. So first one is, what if clouds were solid or, or semi-solid? Like, what if clouds were solid? You could like stand on them like in the cartoons. So I, I assume they just carry as much weight as we want. Yeah, yeah, like you could walk, like you could definitely walk on it, which means they can carry pretty much as much weight as you want. Okay, so that's, I feel like that's a lot more real estate. Do they like move around and disappear? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Huh. So maybe it's not a lot of real estate. Well, it's a lot of not very valuable real estate. Let's put it that way. Do they, do they bump into stuff? Would it bump into things? Like, are you walking down the street and you have like, you know, a wispy, foggy cloud just come like, boop. Oh, yeah, clouds go low. I forgot. Um, I assume they would, and there'd be like a problem with skyscrapers and birds and planes and stuff, obviously. How how many skyscrapers would actually be a problem with? Like, how low do clouds actually get? I mean, fog. What counts as, does fog count as a cloud? I would say yes, but I would say that falls into the semi-solid part, right? Where it's going to be, there's going to be resistance, but it's not going to be like a brick wall, right? Like a giant thing coming at you yeah because that causes a lot more problems than we maybe <laughs> want to get into if there's just like a brick wall sliding across the ground anytime it's a foggy day yeah that would be bad buildings are still gonna have a tough time even with semi-solid stuff actually wind is one of the things that decides how tall buildings can be like it's not about how heavy these really tall buildings get it's about how much they're about to get pushed over by the wind so if you add in like a lot of semi-solid cloud to that you know pushing things around that could be very problematic for skyscrapers just in general sense well do you think they would like knock over the skyscraper or they just bounce off in my head they're like balloon like kind of 
yeah, I imagine they would, like, splash around it a little bit, but, like, you're just gonna have, it's just a lot more force that way. Like, it is gonna cause, like, skyscrapers would be knocked down by this if you have a semi-solid cloud going the same speed as, like, a wispy cloud. Or would we, like, design built-in cloud deterrence in our skyscrapers somehow? Like, giant Chris, fans. explain to me, <laughs> oh, a giant fan, okay. I was gonna ask what a cloud deterrent looks like. It's like the opposite of a windmill. Yeah. <laughs> Proactive windmills. <laughs> windmills now just operate under their own power to make sure they don't get knocked over. I mean, I feel like I feel like the elephant in the room here is, is air travel, right? Yeah. I think that if this was happening, we would ditch planes, like our current design of planes, and we would use the clouds to fly. Yeah. Would you just make, would, would it be better for, for clouds to just like, planes can fly, but they would rather drive on cloud tops? I, I love this mental image. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to pre- predict what the cloud pattern is going to be. I guess uh, just like the weather. Yeah, there'll be a bit less autopilot, but a lot more awesome twists and turns and dives and, you know, very it's going to be very roller coastery running, you know, going across these clouds. Yeah, clouds aren't really like connected a lot of the time. You're going to have to like jump from cloud to cloud. Yeah, that's why you, your plane's got to be able to fly. First, it's got to get up there. And two, I guess like a, a glider thing would work. You do have to get up there. I mean, that's what your skyscraper is for. Oh, you just start the skyscraper and then you just go. Yeah, Ooh, that's what like airports this. are. No more so, airports, so just skyscrapers. It's like the um, like the space elevator idea, but just you, know, you have to get to the cloud level. Right. Which is a lot more feasible. Hey, all right, there we go. You could probably ride a cloud for a while, too. Like, ne- never mind going across the clouds, but if you have, like, a big cloud and, like, a jet stream going across, is there is there a consistent enough jet stream that you could ride a cloud from, like, you know, New York to, to London? I'm, I'm going to one up you if the clouds are solid and thereby you know obeying you know physics could you just put a big honking fan on the back of one and turn it into a big hovercraft basically hmm yeah yeah absolutely you can it's just like a natural blimp yeah you just like you air travels you go up a skyscraper you bring your big fan you throw your big fan onto a cloud strap it in and you just go you don't even need to bring your own your own fan the skyscraper already has it <laughs> well it only gets you started well, you can't take it with you. The skyscraper will get knocked down. <laughs> yeah, but you won't be there. You're fine. <laughs> that is a very selfish way of viewing the world, Mr. Chris. I don't want to fly on a plane you're piloting. <laughs> how long do you think it would take for the cloud to... Like, I don't know how long clouds travel... Or how fast clouds travel. Uh, I don't know, but i got to find out. How fast do clouds travel? Also, how fast do hovercrafts travel? High series clouds are pushed along the jet by jet stream and can travel at more than 100 miles an hour. Whoa. Which is not very fast, because planes are a bit faster than that. Still pretty fast. I mean, it's about a fifth the speed of planes. And it's like a train. Yeah, so it would be 30 hours if you wanted to, like, go to Europe. Well, that's not great. So this it's like a, a mid, like, it's in between a car and a plane. It's like the middle ground. Yeah. Also, you are... Even though you can ride that cloud, it is taking a bit of a risk if your cloud dissipates. Like, if, it, if your cloud starts to rain, now you are just on top of a dissolving <laughs> oh, thing yeah, with forgot, a big fan. I forgot that these clouds are actually holding water and that they could rain. Is rain just a cloud now falling down? Cloud just fall down? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it would, would it just be a giant... Actually, that's, that wouldn't be solid. It would be liquid then. I was going to say, wouldn't it be a giant water drop then? It just drops... It would be my giant water drop that from whatever episode it was. <laughs> Yeah, that you totally do the physics properly on. So yeah, if you dro- if you just drop that water droplet, you would just it, that would be a really great train. We'll just say that. We'll just invent the physics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're getting be- I don't think we're getting better than cloud cars. So let's let's hop on to the next one here. What if the internet broke? 
we I feel like we break the internet into a bunch of our questions, but don't oftentimes address it. So what what if we just nowadays with all our gadgets and all our reliance upon it, what if the internet just broke? Just no more internet. I mean, we rely on the internet pretty heavily. I, I mean, I feel like you see it like every once in a while there will be like like AWS to go down or like Microsoft servers to go down or something, and like a third of the world stops working just from that. So I can only imagine if the entire internet breaks. Or Fortnite goes down. <laughs> well, that's usually because one of those went down. But point stands, yeah. yes. <laughs> how would you know? How 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 long do you go without Wi-Fi before you, like, go and suspect that everybody else is having the same problem? Before you think it's just a you problem? Right. Like, until you go outside and find, encounter somebody else outside who's like, oh, yeah, no, I also don't have internet. And then you have to find, like, a third person to, like, be like, oh, shit, is it all the internet is broken? Well, but I feel like even at that point, you'd probably think... It's, like, local. Yeah, you still think it's a local thing, right? You wouldn't think the entire internet broke. Yeah, because if the internet broke, surely people would be tweeting about it. If you're watching, like, a live broadcast of something on TV, they might mention that their internet is down. If it's, like, a news, I don't know, a news outlet, and they can't report the news or something, I don't know, then you might catch on. Should we Should we kill, like, should we Should we just take, should we just say it includes, like, radio waves and, sh- and like, tele you know, broadcasting stuff like that so that there's, you know, it's like, oh, no internet-like things. No, I think that gets, I think that gets too broad. Because I think, I think what actually winds up happening then, if it is just the internet, the first people who hear about it are people in, like, doctor's office waiting rooms, right? Because that's basically the only place now where the news will consistently be on for people to hear about it. I guess the question is just, like, how quickly will it spread from those waiting rooms? Like, if you, I guess, here's, here's the question I'm posing to you. If you heard, if you were in the doctor's waiting room and the news announced that the internet was broken, would you, like, call someone to tell them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would definitely call somebody. to. Be, I would definitely be like, if the internet, if the internet was, if the entire internet was broken, I would, like, be calling my family because that's some big world shit. I guess that's fair. Maybe not day one. Like, maybe not, like, at the first couple hours because it's like, oh, the internet's broken. I'm sure they'll get it working again in an hour or two they quote unquote they who's they yeah i don't know who i don't know who fixes the internet verizon <laughs> like <laughs> like if the internet breaks who's doing something about it so if that's the case see now i'm still trying to figure out when it'll actually like become widely known who decides that it's actually everyone mm, that's a good question because you can't really know for sure unless you like call everyone I mean, I guess if the world leaders know that, like, their region is out and then they call the other world leaders, eventually we'll figure it out. But everyone has to, like, call each other. I mean, communication did happen. There was world news before the internet. Right. But, but like, like what, what percentage of people do you think watch the news on TV? Well, suddenly a lot more if there's no internet. Mm, you know what? You make a very compelling argument. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I would even I would probably turn on the daily news if the internet had been gone for several hours. I don't think I would go to the news right away. I would just watch something else, and then I feel like because I don't watch the news daily on like Chris would be like, ah oh, man, the internet's broken. I'm gonna like watch the first three seasons of Friends I got on DVD before <laughs> I go and watch. Resort to watching the news about the global catastrophe of no, no internet. Like you really don't think that. So like you would. So so here's how I feel like it would go for me. Right? Is the internet would be out. I would ignore it for like an hour or so because, you know, I wouldn't, I'd be like, oh, the internet's out, whatever. Eventually, I'd send a text to, you know, like a group chat and be like, wow, my internet's been out for like an hour. What the hell, guys? And everyone else would be like, hey, me too. And then that's when I might start getting a little bit more 
concerned slash confused slash whatever. And I'd probably at least consider turning on the news. That's probably accurate. Actually, I don't have cable, so I would probably... Normally, I just watch stuff on YouTube, so I can't do that anymore. I would probably just start playing video games. <laughs> you wouldn't, like, call someone at that point? Not right away. Like, I don't know how long I would wait until I call someone, but I feel like I'd play video games for a while, at least a few hours. I guess that's fair. I think I think you get a good, like, hour and a half, two hours, but once you realize the scale, like... The, the the tone the, the the mood will change like right people are gonna be on the on the not like rioting but people will be on the streets being like what the fuck what what do we do? there's no what now what yeah once I realize what's happening I probably would walk outside and see what other people are doing but there's also stuff like okay my money's in the bank that is internet access like if there's no internet do they have my money still well yes because yes they they definitely do I hadn't thought about like suddenly basically all payment systems don't work like you can't use a credit except, card you know, the except the main one cash. <laughs> well yeah you can use cash right like, like that, that's it but you can't get cash of an atm you can use checks too you can use you can use checks you're right wow but would you who would take checks if there's no internet who is gonna bounce i mean don't you know. can cash a check without uh, a bank account right oh i guess the person giving the check needs yeah never mind you can cash a check without a bank account. You just have to go to a cash. You have to go to one of those 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 cash check cashing places. Right, but the person giving the check needs a bank account. Yes, it would it would be like banks actually might even be banks because the banks do have enough. I'm sure they have enough uh, redundant systems that like. I mean, yeah, they just do what they did in like the 70s, right? Like, you have to go back that far to be where banks weren't using the internet for shit. So banks will survive. It'll be hard for us to get to our money more easily because like. You know, I don't know about you guys. I carry maybe $12 in cash on me at any one point in time unless I'm specifically going to a cash-only restaurant or something. My 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 typical move, nobody mug me, is like when I go on vacation, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put some money, a bunch of money in my wallet and then never think about that again. So there's always just a bunch of money in my wallet. See, I don't I don't even do that. I don't know. I feel like I'm less likely to have money in my wallet when I go on vacation. <laughs> you, don't, you don't travel with cash? Are you crazy? Not in my wallet. If I'm going to a different country, then yes. But yeah, if I'm just in America somewhere else, then I don't. Most places I usually have it like in card. my bag or something. Yeah, right. I just I have a card. I have a card that's international. So. But like for emergency, like I don't know. Yeah, keep it like keep it my my luggage. I'll keep it like in my wallet. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's better systems than just the wallet. That is true. I'm like, you don't carry like emergency cash, like when you travel. You should probably do that. Yeah, no, I do that. Yeah, it's not on me. All right. Well, it's bad. <laughs> we are we, we range from checking in with our family somewhere between two and three hours and playing a bunch of video games and watching three seasons of friends before like maybe i text somebody <laughs> i wouldn't choose friends i'd choose a different show <laughs> i like friends but other other shows are better in, in those in those trying circumstances i'm gonna need something besides friends yeah all right oh this one this one's this one's topical because i i recently got in a fitbit what if you had a maximum number of steps per day? Once you've exceeded this number of steps, that's it. You're done. You cannot walk anymore. What are we saying our maximum is? Let's say it's 10,107. <laughs> so how, how, that's, I assume that's how much you've walked today. Yeah, so it's, uh, how many miles is that? It's 4.75 miles, which is pretty good. I've been sick today. I feel like that's like above average. That's definitely going to be above average. Yeah, maybe 5,000. 5,000, I think, is, like, if I do, like, a, me- a medium normal day. 
The average American walks 3,000 to 4,000 steps a day, or roughly one and a half to two miles. Okay, and what are we saying happens if you run out of steps? You just can't walk anymore and you you're stuck there? You cannot walk anymore. You are stuck there. What counts as a step? I think each leg is a step. Okay, each leg is a step. Yeah. Right foot, left foot, right foot is three steps. If you, like, shift your feet, do you have to actually move for it to be a step? You mean, like, if you're walking in place, is that a step? Or, like, like if I'm sitting at my desk and I pick up my foot and put it back down, is that a step? No, I would say no. I think yeah, I think we I think we do I think we do like activity tracker rules where any step like motion is <laughs> is a step. Mm, okay. So literally just whatever your Fitbit says. Yeah, you have a Fitbit on and whatever your Fitbit says. Oh god. Oh, rolly chairs are going to get real popular. Like I I honestly think that's a lot of it is just a lot of it is gaming the system, right? I mean, we turn into the world of Wally. Basically, yeah. Except only one, only our like non-dominant arm is immobilized so that it doesn't track <laughs> steps. We just learned to walk very smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> kind of unrelated to the actual question. Do you know that the 10,000 steps a day thing is complete BS? There's no like actual medical reasoning for it? Like that 10,000 is the number or that any, a number of steps is helpful? That 10,000 is the number. Oh yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, the, the, reason, the reason it was chosen, it was when like the first... I don't know if it was actually a Fitbit or like similar device was made. The kanji for 10,000 looks like a little walking man. And so they just picked that because of that, basically. <laughs> Love it. Although my Fitbit, my, my Fitbit does do like, the, the one thing I do like about it, now I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm excited about it because it's, it's new and fancy and on my wrist. But it doesn't just do like, oh, how many steps do you get in a day? It also like makes sure you're active throughout the day. So if I have an hour where, like it wants you to get 250 steps per hour. And so 10 minutes before the hour's up, it's like, uh, get your ass up. You've been sedentary for an hour. And 250 steps is like walking around my living room like three times. Like it is not a lot of steps. I just, uh, I didn't get a Fitbit, but I downloaded a, like a step counter on my phone last week for like the first time. I don't know why it took me so long, but last week I basically didn't go anywhere. I just stayed in my apartment. So I have like an average and my apartment is like super small. So like going to the bathroom is like 30 steps. (laughs) Or less than 30 steps, like 15 steps maybe. So my average steps per day is like, I don't know, 40? Oh no. That's slow. <laughs> I, think I, I think I get more than 40, 40 steps brushing my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the phone's in my pocket and I also don't take it with me when I go to the bathroom. I just leave it on my desk. So still though, very low. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to steal a, a meme that got sent to me today. Fitbits are just Tamagotchi, except the stupid animal you're trying to keep alive is you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so what if you had a maximum number of steps yeah we haven't really talked about the actual hypothetical we'll say we'll say three thousand. so on the low end of the average we'll go with that i mean you just have to plan everything out very carefully um i guess we could use rolly chairs and like things that like once you get in your car you're fine i guess all the things that i like to do are gonna get a lot more popular like oh you want to go do a sport activity for a while go bowling Go play like a round of golf. Like go, go, go to a bar and hang out and chill. Go watch a movie. None of this like go to the club. I, I'm not going to the club. It's uh, <laughs> that's way too many steps. I don't think you waste any of your steps on leisure though. It's too like three thousand isn't very high. Although that would actually be a pretty awesome club theme. Is you just hit a maximum number of steps and then you collapse on the dance floor. That's it. You're done with the day. Because at the end of the day, you don't need to go anywhere else. So you just you just you just max out your steps there 
and then you get up and go home in the morning. Do you think the clubs would have emergency people that are required to not walk so that they have extra steps in case other people run out of steps? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the bouncer's going to be like, don't mess with me, bruh. I've only taken 85 steps today. <laughs> <laughs> so how much does this how much does this change like restaurants, right? Because Ooh, I feel like people don't. Well, I feel like people just don't go to restaurants that often. I mean, yeah, I guess the waiters could be wheeled around and stuff too. Conveyor belt restaurants, right? You can do exactly. You can do the conveyor yeah. belt restaurants that they have at like you know sushi places and stuff. I mean, I, back to what I was saying before, I don't think you do anything leisure related with your steps. You don't waste it. Like if you have to go somewhere, like if you really have to go somewhere, then that's a waste, and you run out of steps. That's a big deal. Oh man, imagine imagine you're just like, oh, thank God, I made it to bed with like twenty nine ninety seven. Oh God, I got to pee. <laughs> How close can I get? Can I get an attack angle on my toilet from where? From three steps. I mean, I do think smaller houses will be more popular. Or oh, definitely studio apartments. Yeah. I will also say that like living in the city probably becomes a lot less popular. Like cities are probably it's it's a weird combination, right? Because part of the appeal of living in a city is that you can walk to things, but suddenly you can't do that. It's like counterintuitive because a city is more dense so things are closer together but you can't really like it's not car friendly really oh that's what you need you need a you need a you need a secret you need a secret uh slide that goes from your couch right into your car seat so you don't have to walk to the garage <laughs> is the mobile home just suddenly like the ultimate life hack no that i think that's true in zero circumstances <laughs> oh i was all excited for the mobile home's time to shine <laughs> I mean, we probably would just all get hoverboards or segways. Oh, or damn, something. that's the answer. Oh, yeah, that's the answer. I like that. Well, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, well, there we go. All right, here's, here, here's a fun one. Uh, what if all toilets disappeared overnight? You wake up, it's, it's, it's midnight. Let's, let's, do, let's do the immediate impact. You wake up, it's one in the morning. You stumble into your bathroom. You debate whether you really have to turn the lights on or not. And then you're like, fuck it, fine. And you hit the lights on and boom, your toilet's gone. And I assume it's just like a hole in the ground where... Like the piping was and stuff. Yep. In that case, pee, I'd probably just go outside and pee somewhere. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I would pee in the shower, probably. Oh, yeah, in the shower, too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. Pee in the shower, go back to sleep, and deal with it in the morning. Yeah, I might, I might, I might, like, you know, watch a couple seasons of Friends, and then, you know, play a couple games, and then <laughs> ask if anybody else's toilet disappeared. <laughs> is, it, is it actually funny that we would definitely find out that all the toilets were gone before we found out that all the internet broke? <laughs> no, this is my, it's, it, that's, it's very funny that it's true, but it's absolutely 100%. It's 100% accurate. true, yeah, because if this happens, if you, like, you know, you sleep for the night, you wake up in the morning, you go to go to the bathroom, your toilet's not there, that is the first thing you're going to deal with, is texting everyone you know, or at least texting whatever, like, your group chat is, like, what the fuck, my toilet's gone. Yeah, it's like, what, is anyone else, like, what, can you, can you believe it? I just woke up, my toilet's gone, like, I'm, I'm really freaking out here. You'd probably think that someone stole your toilet, but then other people would say that their toilet's gone. Actually, wait, well, this one, the internet is there, so you'd see it all over the internet first. Yeah. I mean, it would go a lot faster than the internet. Yeah. Because the internet's like a common thing, sort of, that you lose your internet. So people don't really check right away. Yeah, you don't lose your toilet. <laughs> that one doesn't happen. Actually, what if we change the question? The toilet is still there. It just doesn't work. Suddenly, all, every toilet is broken in a way that is unfixable. Then it's, the same, it's a similar situation to the internet. I think it's still faster than the internet, though. 
It probably is faster than the internet because... No, actually, no. It, it would be a while before I complained to someone my toilet was broken. Like, I wouldn't complain to... Ev- like, if, if, if my toilet's disappeared, I'm telling everybody. If my toilet's broken, there's, like, select few people that would care enough about my day with my toilet being But broken, here's what would. here's what would happen is you would call a plumber... And the plumber would say, I can be there next Thursday because I've had 18,000 calls this morning. And then you would start asking questions. Or the plumber would start asking questions. One of the two. That would probably be the same for the internet, though. As a plumber, would you, would you assume it's all prank calls? If you're a plumber, your toilet breaks. You realize that your toilet is broken. But that's not, a perfect, that's not perfect evidence. Like, if I'm a plumber and my toilet's broken, you know, whatever, I'll go look at it. I mean, I guess they could then identify that it's an unfixable, weird problem that's magic. But, like, you get a call, hey, my toilet's broken, can we fix it? Yeah, sure. You know, you get a half dozen of those, it's like, oh, busy day. When you get to, like, a dozen, and it's like your phone's ringing off the hook, and everyone's like, hey, can I get a, my toilet's broken, can you come fix it? What's wrong with it? I don't know, it's just broken. Like, at what point you're like, okay, this is a prank, and my toilet happens to also be broken today, but whatever. A very, very elaborate prank. I mean, it's more believable than everyone's toilet is broken in the same way. <laughs> so, so Chris, so you, so you say you wouldn't nest like you think you would you would realize the internet thing first. Like, how long how long would you wait to call the plumber if her toilet was broken? No, I said I would I would realize the toilet thing first. Oh, you did. Okay, okay. I thought you were, yeah. Okay. Never mind. How long? Do you, all right. Here's here's your real life. Here's here's an adulting question. How long before, between when your toilet's broken that do you call a plumber? How broken are we talking? Broken like it doesn't flush. But it's not, like, leaking or anything. I mean, I would probably call a plumber very quickly because we only have one bathroom. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess I would call the plumber pretty much immediately after the one-time use. I wouldn't, like, use it multiple times before calling. Right. But once I've used it once, there's a, there's a long time before I'm like, oh, man, I really need a toilet again. <laughs> yeah, but you know that you can't fix it that first time. It's not like it's going to fix itself just sitting there. Oh, but I, I, that's the thing. is, I, I I think I would just believe that. I would, oh, I'll figure this out. I'll, I'll fiddle Wait, something really? to make it work. So, okay. And, and I feel like if my toilet, because like we've had, you know, a situation where like, you know, the flapper will break or something. And I definitely drop everything to look at the toilet until I can see immediately what's wrong with it. And if not, I am 100% calling a plumber. I guess, I guess, um, I think I'm overestimating the amount of time that I would act like I know what I'm doing. It's probably on the scale of, you know, single digit minutes. Maybe, maybe 10 minutes. Right, exactly. You're, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna open the tank, look at it, pull the little handle on the flapper, go, huh, and then call a plumber. <laughs> like, that's what you're gonna do. Like, comparing it to the internet again, it's not like the internet, someone somewhere else might be fixing it, and you can just wait. Right, yeah, if, if. You're not. Your thoughts not going to be. Oh, the central toilet's broken. If I wait, it'll sort itself out. It's going to be. No, my toilet's broken. Someone's got to fix this. It's yeah. No, it's. it's I got to fix that. But it's like, am I going to fix it now myself, or am I going to like put this off for an hour and then call the plumber? It'll be a future me problem. I won't be the. I won't be the first in line of the eighteen thousand. I'll say that. I feel like toilet is one of those things that I am going to call the plumber immediately because I want that fixed. I also have the luxury of two toilets, so, you know, it's never that drastic. But I guess for you, like, you would go and you would see that neither of her toilets were working. Yeah, it'd be a lot more obvious for you. Yeah, that's true. All right, next question here. What if all dogs were as big as Clifford? Okay, how big is Clifford? Uh, how big Good is first he? first question. How big is Clifford the big red dog? Big. From 8 feet tall to 35 feet, depending upon the book you're reading. Hmm. 
What do we want to go with? In the film, though, he's firmly 10 feet tall, a height chosen apparently because it made him big, but not too big. Let's go with that. Let's go with 10 feet tall. 10 feet. I feel like I imagine him bigger. In my head, he's like house size. I do, too. I imagine I imagine like a 25 foot dog. Yeah, that sounds but... that sounds yeah, according better. to Wikipedia. It says 20. It's it shows him different sizes, but it says shown being about 25 feet. Yeah, let's go 25. Forget the movie. Okay, so <laughs> in the opening scene, apparently of Clifford the movie, there's a magical animal risk, a magical animal rescuer played by John Cleese, who tells Emily that Clifford will grow depending on how much you love him. And that's why Clifford is so big. So just love him less. <laughs> and it won't be an issue anymore. Um, I mean, obviously, the issue is like finding a place for him to live. I'm going to go with a bigger issue, which is that dogs are omnivorous. Actually, wait, they're sure car- carnivorous, aren't they? I guess they can eat They can eat things. plants, I think. But I guess my point is more that if dogs are Clifford size, we probably don't domesticate them. <laughs> And instead just have 25-foot-tall carnivorous dogs running around that are most likely the dominant species on the planet or have died off because they ate everything already. I mean, there are animals that big that aren't the dominant species. That are uh, herbivores, not carnivores. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, also, there would definitely be a... This dog has to eat, you know... Twice its body weight every day, or else its metabolism breaks down, in which case it's a very hungry giant dog. Right, yeah, exactly. If this, was, <laughs> if this was a full answer for a main episode, we'd totally have an answer with the poop problem and eating and stuff. I, I'm going to go ahead and, and and just call it now that at some point we're going to work this into a like classic books grab bag and do all the math on this, because now I'm kind of interested. Or like children's book or something. We'll figure it out. Spe- speaking of the food and the eating problem... Man, it's going to be so gross when dogs side eat their own poop when they're giant. Yep, not great. That's just going to be unpleasant. <laughs> so, Ben, you think that the world would turn into us defending ourselves from dogs? Uh, defending ourselves suggests that we have a chance. Well, Ben, you're forgetting we've domesticated dogs. We have, we are, dogs are man's best friend. We are going to be fighting dogs with dogs. It's going to be the mounted dog brigade versus the, you know, the wild wolves. I guess... If if dogs were always 25 feet tall, we are extinct. If dogs become 25 feet tall, I guess they wouldn't just eat us immediately. The only other problem is, too, is that, in my experience, there is no upper limit in dog size where a dog decides I am no longer a lap dog. Mm. <laughs> this is a very good point. So no matter how, how, how much your dog wants to protect you and love you, it's going to want to love you too much. It's going to be like, ooh. I can just climb on your shoulders. Oh, oops, I am, you know, 3,500 pounds and you're dead. I mean, they would just basically immediately destroy all the buildings around them. They would. Like, unintentionally. They would see another oh, by giant expansion? dog. And, well, I, I was just thinking, they'd see another giant dog and try to run towards it. And then a block is destroyed. Yeah, dogs stay dog size. I like that plan. Let's do that. <laughs> dog size dogs. All right. Coward. All right, well, this will, this will be a fun, this is, I'm sure this will be a fun conversation. All right, what if, what if all animals and plants produced milk? This is such I a weird question. hate this. <laughs> <laughs> so how does the plant produce milk? Like, through what process? Lactation. Like, where does it come out of? Nipples. Flower? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nipples. All plants have nipples now. I mean, <laughs> I guess, yeah, technically, right? Like... 
You gotta put a nipple on everything. Is there any way to get to milk that doesn't involve a nipple? I'm not a scientist. I don't know the answer to that, but I don't think there is. So there's the starter answer. Everything has nipples now. Thanks, guys. Thanks for that. It's a good. It's a good start. Where's the placement of this nipple? <laughs> I mean, going going off of evolution, I guess center mass. I don't know. Like, so it'd be like on the trunk of a tree, and not like the branches. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> I don't either. You can make lot. You can make way more cheeses than you could before. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hate it. Oh, I hate this so much. Is anyone making is anyone making human cheese or is this like from weird comedy shows in my brain? Oh, that I'm sure can't be it. People have tried it. I'm sure it's happened. I don't, don't want to Yeah, I don't like thinking I'm, about I'm, it. I'm googling it. Cheese made from human bacteria merely tops a list of unlikely cheeses that are bound in the outer reaches of gastronomy. It is possible to make cheese with breast milk. Apparently on MasterChef a contestant want served gordon ramsay breast milk mac and cheese oh <laughs> oh man did he know i don't know that's the only context i have i don't even know why we included animals in this question really the plants is the more interesting part yeah so, let's let's talk about the plants guys let's talk about the plants. yeah can we go back to plant nipples that was a way less awkward awkward uh part of this conversation which is a thing i never expected to say the grass does grass produce milk <laughs> I mean, it's a plant. Yep, it's gonna have a little grass, little grass nipple, little nipple, grass, uh, milk, dew. morning dew, little white, <laughs> little little white morning dew. So, honestly, I think one of the biggest changes here is that I feel like there are actually a lot fewer, like strictly like herbivore animals, right? Like, if there's milk everywhere, aren't animals just gonna drink milk? That's a lot of like nutrients. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, no, that's that's actually really true. It's gonna actually like really. Oh man, like the, the, the winning animals are just gonna be ones that could like suck up the most grass milk in the morning. <laughs> I really oh god, I hate this question so much. Just a big just a big mop mouth dog or something, just like The thing is there's probably gonna be an excess of milk, like not all the milk is gonna be consumed. So there's just gonna be milk sitting around that can rot and get gross also do you like do you like does like a tree make just like a huge amount of milk can it just like is it just like is it just like a nipple cannon when you walk by a tree i was imagining it like a constant drip oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry for okay. you for that okay i guess that's not how like normal nipples work but it's not it's not at all these are normal nipples these are tree nipples we've made a lot of mistakes on this podcast this is hands down the biggest one we've ever made and i don't say that lightly <laughs> who put this question on the list who uh, who did this oh no we can't find out anymore we only know who copy pasted it over it. the lightning round i'm gonna find out i'm gonna i'm going back into history and find out after recording this and blaming one of you because i know it wasn't me <laughs> i hope someone wrote one of animals all animals produce milk and someone added end plants that That's definitely I think that definitely <laughs> happened all right well, well, we'll do that. That's that's after this episode. You can, you can let us know on the next uh, Fireside Chat, Ben. If you want to go check out that Fireside Chat, just subscribe to our Patreon. Now I have to remember to talk about that. Next question. What if the speed of all animals was reversed? Like a sloth is now as fast as a cheetah, etc., etc. Different animal, like the food chain would reverse, I guess. If we're saying it reversed, we're saying it happens like instantaneously. And then the very sad answer is probably just that basically every predator dies. So interestingly, only so many predators actually outspeed 
their prey by like a significant margin. Like it's actually a lot more tactics than uh, than straight speed. Because we, we did do like if all animals at the same speed, and there's like actually it's actually not the most popular tactic to just be faster than your prey because prey will actually just very closely match in speed evolutionarily. Like ignore the cheetah being the very fastest, but like you know wolves and stuff, they're like maybe like eight to ten percent faster than the stuff they hunt. Not, like, enough to really catch them in a straight race. So what are we saying is the fastest speed and what's the slowest speed? Cheetah, cheetah is actually the fastest at uh, 60. They're the fastest land animal. Are we including, like, birds? Well, birds diving doesn't really count, I don't think. Okay. Because it's not really, they're not accelerating themselves to that speed. They're just dropping. So for simplicity, we're just talking about land animals. Well, just say 60 is the, the, the fastest animal is 60. You know, self-propelled, self-propelled 60. The slowest animal, which is really a really a fun one, is the sea anemone. <laughs> oh yeah, with their uh, their one foot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they have they they have one foot at the bottom called a pedal disc. You know, when predation or changes to conditions around them leads to them taking a stroll. Time lapse photography has captured has managed to capture them moving at a pace of around one centimeter per hour. So we would be faster, right? Or would we? Yeah, we would be faster. Yeah, we're on the lower end of the average. So we go, so we go if we just flip over 30, you know, instead of going top speed like 15, we can now go top speed like 45. That's pretty good. That's pretty handy. Still can't outrun the sea anemones. It's just going to be all the smallest animals are going to be the fastest, and all the, big, the biggest animals are going to be the slowest. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> well, it just makes bugs very terrifying. <laughs> Like you think, you think you think bugs are fast. You think a fly is fast now. You think a bee is fast now. Oh, just you wait. It's gonna be a very very skittery floor, which is not fun. That's not fun. To, why don't we Why don't we pick questions that are fun to think about for this? That would be cool. That would be a really nice change of pace. The next one's fun. Yeah, the next one's fun. Let's go to the next one. That one's fun. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I see. I see what we're doing. Next one up. What if all shopping was done via claw machine? You want something? There it is. It's in the claw machine. So what's what do you think the actual success rate of a claw machine is? I'm pretty sure they're rigged to a specific percentage of attempts. Yeah, I think they are. Like, I think they program it to be, like, less power for a lot of them, and then every once in a while it goes full power. Yeah, they usually adjust it to where... It only it only pays out once every you know X attempts, which is interesting. Are we gonna say that it's still rigged, or is it only skill based? If it's only skill based and you're good at claw machines, you can get stuff for pretty cheap. Yeah, you can be, oh, and you can make a living as a personal shopper. That's true. Man, this is it is actually frustrating to see like like the setup instructions include like a how to on how to set up how often you want it to actually like just go for it full power. Like, I'd rather it be just, like, the shape of the claw sucks for picking things up, and you have to get lucky. Like, at the fair, when they have, like, the basketball hoops that are, like, really narrow, so it's hard to get a basket because of the the stupid shape, not because, like, the rim expands one in ten shots. <laughs> I think the, the rim is, like, oval or something, which makes it harder. Honestly, I don't understand how it's legal for them to, like, manipulate the power and not really tell you that it's doing that. That is a very good question, actually. Yeah, nobody's really asking. I'm sure that, I'm sure in, in small print somewhere on the machine it tells you or mentions that, hey, this machine is not has, has a variable power output to the claw or something. I mean, it must, I guess, right? Now I'm trying to quickly Google this. 
I think where this really gets me is, is grocery shopping, where it's just like the quantity of items you need to buy is so high. Yeah, it takes so long <laughs> to just finish your groceries. It also, it'll really depend on what groceries you're getting. Like, I'm going to be eating a lot of bananas, I'll tell you, because they're easy to pick up. Yeah, what's hard to pick up? Soup. <laughs> <laughs> I guess things that are heavy. Yeah, like cans seem pretty tricky, like round anything smooth. Things. Yeah, smooth round things. Oh man, Italian restaurants are so fun. Oh god. How good would how okay, legit, how good would that be? You go to an Italian restaurant and the way you get your meal is you just like like a big claw goes into a vat of spaghetti and you drop it in one of the sauces as it comes out onto your plate. <laughs> I love it. I mean, they probably just put the spaghetti in a container. Oh, no, no, it is hypothetical. Yeah, I'm talking real life. You open up an Italian restaurant oh, with okay. a spaghetti claw machine. <laughs> um, that'd be gross. I don't think it would be fun. I would not do that. I would do the heck out of that. Are you kidding? That's so good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, yeah, it's just, it just takes time, and it's going to be frustrating. Yeah, I guess there's not much else to that. Car shopping's fun. Car shopping. House shopping. Shopping for big things. What Buying about, like, a house. Ikea? Oh, I was going to Ikea first. Houses are complicated, aren't they? How, yeah, how does that work? Mobile homes? <laughs> are mobile homes the answer? No. Homes, <laughs> no. Home are, they're still not the perfect answer. Someday. Also, how pissed would you be? You finally lined up your house, you're like, oh, it looks good, looks good, and then it drives away. No good. All right, follow-up question. What if all shopping was done via loot boxes? You want stuff? You gotta buy the loot boxes. Randomized things of a category. Okay, so they are categorized. Yeah, if you go to, if you go to the supermarket... You just get like ten dollars worth of food, or somewhere between two and you know a hundred dollars worth of food in your loot box. Is it like broken up into like produce and like the bakery and like that, or is it just everything in the grocery store? Let's say uh, everything in the grocery store. That's more fun to me. Okay, I would say there's sometimes. I think this is a thing that happens in you know loot box systems. They will occasionally have limited time things where they have a limited selection of things in them. Yeah, like like Thanksgiving will have a Thanksgiving right. loot box. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like guys, we're gonna be having lots of mashed potatoes because that was the lowest, lowest, the highest, uh, the lowest rarity item was potatoes. So we got a lot of potatoes, and uh, one person gets a slice of turkey. <laughs> but it is store specific, so it's not like you're going to the grocery store and you're getting like a a book. Some grocery stores have books. There's a book aisle occasionally. Or you're not getting like, what don't they sell at grocery stores? Pants. Uh, sometimes they, like... Okay, I have no, never been to a grocery store that has pants. Well, does Walmart count as a grocery no, store? No, no, Walmart's grocery. not a grocery Walmart's store. Walmart's a, a Walmart. Yeah, Walmart's an everything store. Yeah. Walmart is the best place to buy a loot box. Or the worst place. That's the worst uh, place, because yeah. you want specific things. But you could get a TV. Or toilet paper. That's true, you pay the same price for it. You do. How much are these loot boxes? I would guess... We, we have to say average price for the stuff you're getting. Like... They're rated so that you, if you open a thousand loot boxes, you have like exactly your money's worth. Per store? So like a place like Walmart, you pay the same price, you get a wide range of things? Right. No, no, no. Like, 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 yeah, like, yeah, like if, you, if you buy a thousand Walmart loot boxes under this category, your net value will be average. Like if you buy houses, your loot box is going to have houses of varying price ranges. But, you know, if you bought a thousand of them, you, they, you would break out even. Okay. So because Walmart... Hat sells TVs and stuff, their loot boxes would be more expensive. Yeah, yeah. but by volume, the amount but of things the TVs they might sell. just be rare. Yeah, right. And like, like, by it would be based on the volume of things they sell. So most of what you get from a Walmart loot box would be like, I don't know, clothes and 
household products and things like that, right? Like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna open up a lot of dish towels before you get your flat. Exactly. Screen. God, imagine going to like like Home Goods. Home Goods is already basically buying from a loot box. Imagine if you went to like a Costco's. Costco is kind of hilarious because they're going to be expensive because everything at Costco is relatively expensive because you're getting large amounts of it. You're going to get a large amount of something you don't want. Yes. Yeah. You're you're, you're going to spend, you know, $45 and get 300 cans of Chef Boyardee. <laughs> I actually love the idea of this at clothes stores. Like clo- clothes and food shopping both where it's just like, you know, there's a lot of clothes. Like a lot of my favorite clothes are ones that people have given me that I would never have bought for myself. So I kind of dig the idea of just going to the store and being like, Yep, shirt box, please. And you just get some shirts. I mean, we, we say that. That's a thing, right? Aren't there, like, monthly... Isn't, isn't that, that what, is like... Um, I can't remember the name of them now. But there's, like, monthly subscription boxes where they just send you clothes. And you pick the ones you want oh, to keep Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... And, yeah, I, I've I've seen some of those. Some of them, like, you have to get, like, a, you get, get, like, a stylist who actually, like, interacts with you. And I hate that. I hate that idea. Um, but <laughs> now they can't sponsor this show. They sponsor on podcasts. We're already screwed. But the thing is, that would be, like, I don't want to be the only person that is doing their clothes via loot box. Then if you have a stupid shirt on, you're like, oh, haha, yeah, I got it in my loot box. And people are like, okay, why don't you just go buy a shirt that's good and not that. But if everyone has to do it, it's more fun. Essentially, you know, fashion gotta... becomes less of a thing. Like, fashion becomes a thing for very, very rich people that can keep on buying loot boxes and pick what they want. But for most people, I don't think they're going to, like, keep on doing that. They're just going to settle for what they get. So yeah, so unlike current day, uh, fashion will be reserved for the people with a lot of disposable income. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think the clothes and the and the grocery shopping will be fun. Um, when you need like, oh man, I need like some AA batteries for my remote. That's gonna suck. How much is like? Do we do like like bartering now amongst people? It must be a lot, right? Bartering becomes a thing. Although I don't think you want to. When at what point does bartering become shopping? Yeah, is that legal? Bartering's illegal now. Oh, also, yeah, games with loot boxes. Games with loot boxes don't let you trade. Usually, also, that's fair. No, not always. Sometimes you can trade things in loot boxes. Loot boxes. Not always, not but always, yeah, yeah. general. Yeah, there's a lot of. Let's say it's a closed economy where you can't actually trade afterwards, which would make things complicated. I, I would say that that trading is different from shopping in the sense that shopping implies having a currency you're using, whereas trading would be you know trading item for item. I think bartering is probably still okay. Oh, I just figured out the most the most broken one. <laughs> buying a plane ticket <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh i love it oh i'd that's like one great. economy i'd like one economy box please all right you can either go to you know uganda france or toledo <laughs> i mean you basically just don't fly anywhere then right because you're not going to get home oh that's a really good point <laughs> you go to the gas station it's like you're going to get regular unleaded premium or diesel <laughs> oh, no. also i've learned that apparently claw games apparently are illegal in california i believe it they're, they're rigged as heck yeah yeah i mean they should be illegal probably they definitely should be they just gotta be entirely skill-based so there you go but I, I think with that we have to we have to move on to our would you rather question or else we'll never get the heck out of here ben are you ready for would you rather yes would you rather lose feeling in your legs or your arms for a week Oh, okay. So when we say lose feeling, do we literally just mean like you can't... They're numb. You can't feel them. They function. So you can still control them. It's not like when your leg falls asleep and you can't really move it. It's just you can't feel them. 
Yeah, it's like, well, like, yeah, if your leg falls asleep, you can still, well, you sometimes you can't move them very well. Right, that's kind of what, yeah, yeah. It's like, they still function. So it's like all your nerve endings don't work anymore. Yeah, you just can't feel. You just you just don't have feeling. That's weird. Arms or legs? I'm assuming legs includes feet and arms includes hands. Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> just, I thought that probably went without saying, but I wanted you to say it anyway, just to make sure I wasn't missing something very, uh, very obvious in these. It's only a week, you say? A week, yeah. My first instinct is legs, just because while it's going to suck, like, it's going to be weird not feeling my legs, I don't feel like I f- would fall down that often. Like, I feel like that's, my legs are mostly on autopilot. I feel like you'd have to look at your legs while you're walking, I think. You definitely have to learn how much you move, but I've learned how much I've been moving for, like, a year and a half now due to a pandemic. So, honestly, I could get by. And if I couldn't feel Although my- it is- Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it is higher risk though, because if you if you fuck up with your legs, you fall over. You can hurt yourself that way. It, you're probably not gonna f- like, you know, fall down if you can't feel your arms. Like you're gonna knock shit over, but I imagine those will be less drastic errors. I will say that if you can't feel your arms or hands, you probably can't cook for yourself safely, and you probably can't. Depending, I mean. I can't think of a job you would have where you could not use your hands basically for a week or very limited to use your hands for a week. Uh, I think I could still probably type without Yeah, you could probably feeling. type. Like, it'd just be slower or you'd mess up more. Also, most of my most of my job is on the phone. So actually, I would probably be generally okay. Well, all right. Maybe you'd be okay. You would not be able to play video games very well. Well, I can't do that now. <laughs> hey, self burn. Self burn. Got him. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm still le- I'm still leaning towards legs. The only thing that the only anti thing is that it's like it's just a week, and if you're gonna like take that, be careful that week. If you just accept that that week is lost to you, it's safer to lose the arms. Like, okay, if either of these happen, I'm probably taking the week off of work. I just call my boss and be like, "Hey, boss, can't heal my legs. <laughs> See you in a week." Which is entirely legitimate, yeah. It, right, it, no, it's it's reasonable. Like, you're good. Like, you know, this is a reasonable... Hey, I'm going to go to the doctor, like, four times this week because what the fuck? Yeah. Like, do you think it's actually, like, a medical condition or you just accept that this is happening as... We, we should probably just say that you know this is, you know, you've... you've the, the the devil rises up from the from the underworld. He's like, you got to pick one. And you're like, really? And he's like, yeah, I'm the devil. And you're like, all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I would rather... Accepting that I'm just going to basically not do anything for a week most likely i would rather lose use of my legs stick around my apartment and play video games than stick around my apartment and i guess like watch tv and not be able to like cook for myself yeah i mean this would have been my 12 year old dream of just like oh wow i can't do anything and i have to just sit around and play video games all day oh no i mean apparently i only walk 30 steps a day so so you basically already are living like this yeah (laughs) (laughs) Chris, you should probably just check every once in a while that you still have legs. Just like, you know, just a quick a quick little body check. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like we all agree. Yeah, I think it's legs. I, if I had to, yeah, if I had to go out and do more stuff, again, maybe, but I don't know. I feel like the legs are on autopilot enough that it's going to be the legs. I do, <laughs> I do have a vivid memory of like, um, it was like middle school or like early high school, maybe, where I had overslept getting ready for getting ready in the morning. My mom like basically kicks in my door. And I was, like, frightfully get up to, like, rush to get ready. Only I'd slept with both my arms, like, underneath my pillow with my head on top. And 
literally both my arms were so numb for like a minute and a half that I was out of bed standing in front of my dresser with both my arms hanging limp at my sides and I could not move them to like <laughs> open up the drawer to like get a shirt. And I'm sitting there like... <laughs> I, I, but I have done the like, um, like stuff on my arms, my alarm's going off. I'm frantically trying to like drag an arm over to it to turn it off. <laughs> it does happen pretty often to me. My arm, like me sleeping on my arm. It always freaks me out. I kind of love it, honestly, at this point, where I'm just like, <laughs> I can't do anything. I can't even lift this shit. <laughs> but yeah, if you, um, if you, listener, if you have lost feeling in your uh, extremities and are stuck around doing nothing, it's a good time to do this podcast. And if you're enjoying this podcast, it's also a good time to donate to this podcast through our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash absurd hypotheticals. Click on that become a patron button for just $1 a month. That's like nothing. It's, it's like the pr- one-fifth the price of a cup of coffee. And it's not even every day. It's just one time in the month. $1, you can become a patron and you get access to all our additional content that we make specifically for the Patreons. There's a whole bunch of stuff there and you get all of it for just that one singular dollar. And it means a lot to, to the show. We highly appreciate it. So go and do that. If you want to help out the show in non-monetary ways... Tell people about it. If you enjoyed it, if you have a fun fact, use it at a party and people are like, why do you know that? Blame us. We're the ones who told you that stupid crazy fact. If you if you suddenly say plant nipples for no reason and, you know, in polite conversation and people are like, what, where did that come from? That's neither fun nor a fact, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it might be stuck in your brain because I'm thinking about it sure as heck. So, yeah, there's that. Blame us, but let people know that you enjoyed it here first. Or send us a question. Either if you're listening to this on YouTube, you can just put it right in the comments, or otherwise, you know, send us an email, uh, absurdhypotheticals at gmail.com, and we are very happy to receive and, you know, potentially implement listener questions, and you might hear your question and be immortalized forever in this digital media format until the internet actually breaks and nobody can listen to it anymore. It's a sad day for everyone, but we got bigger problems because all the banks are broken. I save all the episodes on my hard drive, so I would have it. <laughs> well, you're no, you assumedly are not Chris, except for Chris. <laughs> hi, edit Chris. Hi, editing Chris. Hello. Hello. Drink some water because my my Fitbit is telling me that I need to drink water because uh, I have a giant water bottle. And if I drink all of it, I still don't have enough water for the day because apparently I'm supposed to drink 17 of these fucking things and uh, be made entirely of liquid. So I'm gonna go do that, and I'll be drinking water pretty much constantly until next week, where we answer the following question. Which football mascot would football the best? Mm-hmm.